Hi guys, welcome back to the Catch Podcast. Um, I am back. My name is Olivia. If it's been a while, so if you forgot who I am, my name is Olivia. I'm back with my co-host Yamina. Hi guys, nice to have um, you back with us. Yeah, and it, it's been a while. Um, for those of you who are just joining us for the first time today. Uh, my name is Olivia. My co-host is Yamina. We are both health educators for the CATCH program for Argus. CATCH meaning a community action to combat HIV and hepatitis C. So essentially what we do is we are HIV and hepatitis C testers. We also conduct group sessions on everything based on sexual health, mental health. We also do tobacco cessation. Um, we also provide resources for everything of that such. So if you are someone who is interested in STI uh, testing or um, mental health services or access to medical insurance, um, local food pantries, uh, any type of tobacco cessation, any type of those resources, we are your go-to ladies. Um, and you know, in the time of COVID, we have been doing a lot of stuff online. Um, and one thing that we have very much been continuously going is um, HIV testing. We are doing remote testing, which um, you could just contact us from any of our social media platforms, our email, our phone number, which we will link in our descriptions below, um, where if you are interested in getting tested, you could reach out to us. We will fill out a demographic for you, um, send you a free, HIV test, which is just a quick swab uh, around your mouth that, um, so nothing too invasive, uh, and you will get your results in about 20 minutes. So it's very quick and easy. And through that, you could also get a $30 gift card when you fill out a survey, which will take about six to eight weeks. So very important, um, especially in these times, a lot of people have been preaching. I know we have been preaching how important it is to get tested, especially not just for HIV, but also for COVID and any other STIs, because it's not just COVID that is in the world, you know, nothing just stopped because of it, you know, everything continuously goes on. So it is very important to get tested. And so if you are very interested in that, please uh, hit us up. So um, it's been a while since we have done this. So um, it's very good to be back. We left on a very knowledgeable note on, you know, talking about trans lives, especially in sex work, which we found very interesting. And, you know, we want to continue with, you know, types of topics that, you know, are considered about sexual health. And, you know, they're talked about, but people don't really fully understand it. And uh, one of the main ones that I, Every time I, when people like, when I say people don't know about sex, but they always continuously do it, it's kind of consent too. Like consent, you see, you see it as something that's so simple, but I feel like this kind of kicks everyone's butt. Like, I feel like everywhere I go, like when you talk about people with consent, they kind of have the wrong connotation with it. And I think it really stems from societal expectations and things that have been happening from generation to generation. I feel like, don't you agree, Mina? Yes. I do agree. Um, consent in a form, it's not understood, um, especially in certain um, demographics and cultural, especially in college campuses, mm -hmm. that we hear a lot of, of information in regards to um, date rape or raping. And even if you're not in, even if you're in a relationship, consent is important because a person has to consent um for anything like if you if consent in abroad if you 
want to have a conversation with someone, you have to agree to want to have a conversation. You can't mm-hmm. be forced upon, you know, a conversation. So that's just a, a different aspect of it. But I'm going to let you get into it and talk more in regards um, to consent and sexual, um, sexuality, sexual intercourse and things mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Yamina, for that little intro. Um, so in the simplest terms of consent, because um, even though we are sexual health educators, you know, consent expands much more to anything uh, other than sexual health. But um, so the full term of consent, it means permission for something to happen or agreement to do something. So for us, when we talk about one individual, you have to agree with another and have permission for one person to do something to you. So let's say you want to have sex with someone, you both have to agree on it. You can't just have one person being like, oh, I want to have sex with you, and one person saying no and continuously have it. That's not consent. Um, It is permission for both parties to agree and engage into it. Um, And that includes any type of sexual act. So that's any type of kissing uh, anywhere on the body, any type of touching, and any type of intercourse. Um, you know, if someone grabs you like on the small of your back when you're in the middle of a bar and you didn't like, like you didn't consent to that. So it kind of has to be agreed, be like, oh, I'm sorry. Can I just move across you? No, no problem. But these are certain things that like you need consent for. And that's why I think, like I just explained such a basic definition that people are like still like, ah, but, but like, no, like it's two people agreeing for something to happen. Um, one of the things that I have recently saw, which actually this came at a good time, is that there was this social media influencer who um, they call her an Instagram baddie. And like, for those who don't know what an Instagram baddie is, it's basically essentially someone whose whole entire job is social media and Instagram. So they post, you know, they're very pretty people posting, um, making their ads and stuff and so on and so forth. And she, I guess during Memorial Day weekend, she actually, um, went out with an NBA team and she ended up consenting to giving blowjobs to seven of them. And I think that really caused like a huge thing and controversy. What I noticed on social media is that people, you know, were saying like, Oh, she's a whore. So if she, I like, I can go to her anytime or any day. And, you know, this is such an extreme case, but I thought that was interesting that people really don't know consent because she was like, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to have sex with you or I'm not going to sleep with you or not. I'm not going to give you a blowjob or give oral because I don't want to. And people are like, well, what do you mean? You gave seven guys this, but that's, that's what does that point. mean? Like, she, yeah. You gave consent for the seven guys. Right. Because right. You gave consent for that doesn't mean that she's giving consent to you to assume that she would do it to you. Absolutely. Yes. And that's, that's the whole thing. It doesn't matter how many people someone has slept with. It doesn't matter how many people they've given oral to or kissed or touched or whatever. If they say no, then they say no, then that event's not going to happen. Like she could have given a hundred blowjobs and the one person, the 101, she's like, ah, I don't want to do it. She doesn't have to do it just because she gave a hundred blowjobs doesn't mean she is guaranteed you to get, uh, to give you one. And I think it really, takes people by storm because they don't get that. Like you could be a very sexually promiscuous person and you could still say no because every individual has a right to their own body. I think that's something also we could say. If you are also consistently having sex with one person, if they say no, 
that doesn't necessarily mean, you know, you have to be like, oh, well, we've had sex all, all the time. Um, we're still going to have it. No, no means no. no. Regardless no. of your history with someone, regardless of who they are as a person, no means no. And this goes for both sides, both men, women, and non-binary folks. Like any person, if they say no, no means no. And we have to also agree with that too, because some things that are swept under the rug is men saying no to women and people, women just continuously going on. Because that is definitely a thing that is kind of swept on the rug and underrated compared to what we mostly see is women being in the position of having to say no and men just continuously doing it, which um, we have to acknowledge both and people who are non-binary as well. But no means no. <laughs> I don't know how else to really grapple that. Um, and one of my favorite uh, scenarios is the cup of tea, which uh, for me, some of you who are my coworkers, they know um, I do love a good cup of tea. Um, so I, I'm just going to use this analogy. If you invite someone over to your house and they come, you're going to offer them a cup of tea and they're going to say yes, right? If they want to, they're going to consent to you making them a cup of tea. At any time that you make them a cup of tea, they could still say no, even up to the point where you put it down to the table next to them and offer it to them. They could still say no. And even when they're drinking the cup of tea, they can say, you know what, I don't want this anymore. You're still gonna have that option. It's kind of very similar to any type of sex acts. They could say no at any time and you still have to oblige to that because you know what? You could turn on the kettle and they're like, no, I don't really want a cup of tea. What are you gonna do? You're gonna turn off the kettle. Unless you want some for yourself, that's what you're gonna do. But, you know, essentially, that's how it works, the consent. Like if someone someone could say no at any time and you still have to put that in your brain it, what, during any type of sexual activity because that's something that a lot of people do. Like you mentioned before in colleges, like a lot of people, you know, college is a very big hookup and uh, alcoholic culture um, that people do tend to use alcohol as a way of means to party for stress on finals and tests and so on and so forth and just to socialize and people do get you know belligerent and they do black out and um at any time like big on hookup culture you can go home with some guy but at any point you could still say no and one thing that we should also make clear is that if you are belligerently drunk you are very not conscious enough on your own opinions and what you want to do because you're drunk. You're not conscious to make the right moves or any type of choices that on your own body. So if someone is drunk and you're having sex with them, they didn't fully consent to it. Yes. So I seen, um, I seen a picture, um, on Instagram, someone was posting and it was, I don't know if it's Instagram or Facebook, but it was a picture of, and this is a real life picture of a sofa and on top of the sofa is a female, and the female is unconscious. Mm -hmm. She's sleeping. Um, there are um, the beer pong bot, um cups, the red ones, oh, yeah, all the over red the sofa, right? And it says, if she can't say yes, she can't say no. Around, the, around that, if she can't say no, she can't say yes. That's the way it said it. If she can't say no, she can't say yes. Because she's unconscious. She's incoherent. 
So that was a good picture. That was a good phrase. And she can't say. That's pretty. Yeah. No, she can't they, say yes. Yeah. yeah. If she can't say no, she, yeah, she can't say yes. She can't say anything. Yeah. That's a really good analogy. That's a, oh, I didn't even think of that. My mouth was dropped. I was like, that's. Because you don't, <laughs> you don't think of it like that. Yeah, I was amazed because I, when, I, when I looked at it, and it's true. She's unconscious. She's sleeping. She's drunk. She cannot say yes. So mm-hmm. it's it's an automatic no with any individual, whether right. they're they're you know maybe half awake, um you know, um look like they're about to pass out. Their eyes hey. are still open, but they're not conscious. They're not fully aware of what's going on. And they might be able to blurt out some words, but if a person is incoherent and, they're, and you're not understanding what they're saying, no, it's a no. No, it's, it's a no. It's, it's always a no. Um, one of the things I said, communication is key for any situation. Um, if they don't verbally tell you yes or no, it's a no. Like, and like you said, if they're unconscious, it's a no. I know a lot of people use body language as like a form of, oh, they want me, especially when, you know, uh, some guy's going down on a girl and she's, you know, wet. Or if like a guy, a girl's going down on a guy and he's hard, like he has a boner. Like those still aren't indications that they're consenting to, you know, yes. you giving them uh, oral sex and whatnot. So I think that's also something like no body language is going to tell you what they're actually, what it actually means. Mm-hmm. Like, because being like wet as a sort form of a woman is very normal, especially if you're mm-hmm. properly hydrating and men can just get like a boner with a gust of wind. Like it's not necessarily yeah. means they're perfectly ready for it. Yes. So, you know, so we have to keep that in mind too, that, you know, that is not the go, like the green to go. Absolutely not. They have to verbally tell you and you have to discuss, yeah, I want this. Yeah. I want to have sex with you. I want to do this to you, or I want you to do this to me. Like they have to specifically say it. So communication is the, is the number one thing in consent. You have to communicate this. Um, and you know, this, (laughs) go ahead. Sorry, I had a quick thought, right? Yeah. So if an individual wants to engage in intercourse, they Mm -hmm. want to enjoy it, right? Yes. So if you have a partner or uh, someone that's there and you, at first, you are enjoying it, you're kissing, you're you're also intoxicated and drunk. At that time, at that point where the person is no longer incoherent and did want it, she wants to, he or she wants to be able to be conscious enough yeah. to enjoy it. Right? Yeah. They don't want to have sex and not know what happened during the sexual intercourse. Yeah. That, that's right. a violation. They wouldn't, why would someone want to have sex and not be awake or aware of the sex that is happening? Mm-hmm. So they have to keep in mind that too, like you cannot force upon sex on anyone who is not coherent who is not aware of what's going on because you yourself would want them to enjoy it also mm-hmm. if correct if you don't you need to look in yourself within yourself because why would you be wanting to have sex with someone that is not awake that is not coherent that is not enjoying the experience that you are enjoying yourself right and that goes for a lot of things like um but that also goes into the culture of people finding sexual pleasure just only for themselves. 
mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So, and you have to, a lot of people have to understand that, like you said, like if you are with a partner, you should want them to be able to enjoy it too. Like it's a two, mm-hmm. two, three person thing, whatever you want it yeah. to be. Mm-hmm. So every party should be able to enjoy it and consent right. to everything. So I think that's a lot of, you know, people are very individual, you know, they don't see it as like, oh, they should enjoy it as well. Like, no, I need to enjoy it. So we also have to get out of that kind of the mindset. There's two people into it. Mm -hmm. I think that goes with a lot of the reason why people are so confused about consent because it's individualism. Like two parties should be able to enjoy themselves both Mm -hmm. ways. It shouldn't be a very selfish thing because it's not a selfish it's not a selfish act, sex. Right. Two people or parties who are enjoying themselves in, um, you know, a different intimate way that, you know, it's not, it's not an individual person with intercourse and sexual activity, unless it's masturbation. That's one party that's different. You're consenting to yes. yourself, you know, again, a consent. Um, but you are to, you are, you have every right to your own body and what you could say about it. So Mm -hmm. I think that's what people kind of get screwed over or they think it screws them over when really it doesn't. It's very as basic as we were talking about it, but for some people, it's a lot more complicated. Um, And like I mentioned before, consent can always be taken away. Just because you have the consent for it does not mean you'll always have the consent for it. It can easily Mm -hmm. be taken away in the middle of a sex act. Like let's say you get a blowjob from a girl and she's like, you know, I don't want to go continue on. Even though you're expecting her to continue on, that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get continued on. So that's a no. Or a man, you know, uh, you know, again, in the middle of it, he's like, I don't want to, I don't want to continue. I don't think this is right for us. Then you're going to stop. You're not going to force him to do anything. And that's something very, just simple as that. You're not going to continue. If someone says no, even in the middle, it's a no, it's a no go. It's go ahead and play cards, you know, do something else. You're going to do something else with it. So like, you can't, you can't just go forward with it if someone says no. And that's again, taking yourself out of the individual, individual mentality. Cause even though you were hyped for it mm-hmm. and they say, no, you just have to respect someone's boundaries, boundaries, which is such a big thing. Respect someone else's boundaries mm-hmm. and just let it go. Yeah. It's not and it's meant okay. to be. It's okay for a person to say no and for you right. to receive the word no. It's okay. If it doesn't happen, then it can happen some other time. Mm-hmm. What's wrong and where you cross the line and it starts to begin where you're taking advantage or you're even doing something criminal is if they say no and you keep on going. That mm-hmm. is the criminal act. That is the wrong act. It's right. It's normally wrong to continue to, to do something after an individual says no or if the individual is unconscious and can't say no, she can, they cannot say yes. He or she mm-hmm. cannot say yes. And, you know, there, there's so many people who have, you know, gone through some type of sexual assault or, mm-hmm. you know, have taken their consent away from them and they don't even realize it until later on in life. And, mm-hmm. you know, some people are afraid to say, that, that, that has happened to them because of everything that's really going on with people because people aren't getting reprimanded for their actions. Um, and, you know, sexual assault is probably, there's not that much evidence to sexual assault. So I think that also makes it a lot harder to, you know, come forward and say, because a lot of it is like a, 
he said, she said story. But, you know, uh, for me personally, if someone, you know, people who have taken their, have been get taken their consent away from them, you know, it, it is a very traumatic and experience mentally, physically, and emotionally. So I don't think people necessarily would want to make that up just for personal gain. Because in all honesty, it, we've talked about this, I believe, before that, you know, mm-hmm. it never really gets resolved. Definitely. It never, mm-hmm. definitely, it's never really in favor of the person who is sexually assaulted. So uh, that is something to remind yourself too. And we always talk about like, oh, don't get raped. When in reality, we should be teaching people to not rape. And at the rape. forefront exactly. of that mm-hmm. is people understanding consent. So one of, this is actually one of my favorite, I don't want to say my favorite group topic, but it's, it's such a good discussion with people because it shows people's sides of everything. And one of, one of the things that I've had as a client come up to me is that he was worried about the, this girl that would always want to have sex with him. And then she would, she would tell people, um, she would tell people that he raped her when she always consented to it. He was telling me that the whole thing, she never said no, even to the end. And then she would go out and tell people. And he was like, well, the next time I'm going to do it, I'm just going to videotape her. And then that takes another level of consent. Yeah. So if you are someone, you know, even though the person consented to having sex with you and you go all the way, did they, you have to make sure everything in the sexual act is consented to. Like you bringing out a video camera and you bringing out your phone and taking pictures and videos is another form of consent. Mm-hmm. And it, that actually brought up a, I'm glad that someone mentioned that to me because of the story, because I didn't realize how common it actually is to think like that is to bring in other things because oh they consented to this they're going to consent to that like no that's not how it works you have to consent to every everything like if they're consenting to you know giving head or you know doing something a little uh different in the normal like sexual activity you have to consent to everything so yeah. if that's something something very important, even if it's as minimal as like just bringing out a phone, because you they have to consent to actually being videotaped, and if you broadcast that and put that everywhere, you know you're gonna get a lot of trouble. Consent, mm-hmm. like they did not consent, and you probably can tell in the video that they didn't consent to it. So that's also to be mindful of because that's a form of sexual assault. They videotaped you and you didn't consent to it. It's taking away your right to your body and your autonomy. So I thought I'd mention also that too, because, you know, it happens a lot, especially now. Um, People are like afraid. Yeah. Like, like there's many people who are like, oh, I can't, you know, um, I can't have this girl thinking that I'm a rapist or I did some, excuse me, sexual assault and I have to videotape them. No. Like, you know. You know what I'm thinking? at that moment just to jump in there instead of that person is having a relationship or whatever type of relationship with that person who is accusing him of rape Mm -hmm. why does that person continue to sleep with that individual right that's also that's also a thing too but it also goes into if maybe they are having being sexually assaulted by them and they're too afraid of their actions Mm -hmm. So that's like mm-hmm. another thing. And I, I thought about that too. 
Um, but you know, there's always, there's always a deeper level for other things yes. from what, um, we've, I, I know you and I have definitely learned, uh, throughout our job, but, um, yeah, no, you're right. Like why is mm-hmm. someone with someone and that it just takes a deeper level into it. Um, yeah. but, but I, I specifically talking about the male individual. If he yeah. Oh, you're right. You're right. A rape. And then he wants to try to record their sexual um, interaction without consent, then he's causing himself to go into a deeper level instead of just taking it, you know, taking a step back, analyzing the relationship himself and being like having a discussion, a verbal discussion of why this, this, and the, the female individuals, excuse me, the male individual of rape when they, she had consented prior. So that's, mm-hmm. that's, yeah, that's, that's no, a whole level within itself for that specific um, interaction. Right. Yeah. And that's, that. and that's a very, I feel like that is not a uncommon situation mm-hmm. too. Like, why are yeah. you still with someone? Why do you have to, it's, I think it's also more of a control thing too. Yeah. Yeah. It goes more into consent. Like we could just talk about that. It goes more into consent and a control thing. So, mm-hmm. um, you, like I said, it's just an interesting, because that's kind of when I heard the story, it just made me realize that people really don't understand consent. Okay. And I, like, I, I keep emphasizing this, but it's very interesting. You know, people who are like, oh, well, you know, like I convinced them to have sex with me. They said, yes, but coercion, like we haven't mentioned before, but coercion is not a form of consent. If you have to force or convince someone to have sex with you or do anything with you that is not consent you know they just are doing it mostly out of fear of what you're going to do and you just manipulated them mm-hmm. um you know and that's just taking advantage of someone also like i mentioned before um consent is still valid in relationships just because you've been with yes. someone for so long does not necessarily mean they always have to consent or say yes to you um they're their own individual you guys are two individual people are just sharing a relationship doesn't necessarily mean that they owe you any type of sexual activity yeah um another one i want to mention is consent on condoms and contraception if someone asks you to use a condom you're going to use a condom you're not going to take it off or convince them not to use one. If someone is very adamant about you using a condom, there is a reason for that. You know, not saying that you're a, particularly a person who has STIs or you have HIV or any type of infection. It's just to keep someone else safe and just both parties safe. You know, um, it's a the, you know sometimes people aren't on birth control or you know they just got tested. So. It's always so many reasons. If someone asks you to use contraception, you should use it. You should not take it off in the middle of the sec, um, intercourse. You should not take it off at any time because that is still assault. It's uh, called st- uh, stealthing. Uh, yeah, so it's like any tamperment of it, any type of ordeal with the contraception during sex. Yeah. Not okay. Yeah. And damaging the condom also. Yeah. Like poking a hole into a condom. You know, and it goes for both female and male. Um, if they're asking to use a condom, it might not be about um, STIs. It may be about more safer um, birth control methods. So if a person was right. to hold in a condom, whether it was a female or a male, that's that's also a form of consent. If you, you cannot 
try to make someone pregnant or get mm-hmm. someone pregnant or make yourself pregnant from an individual without consent. Right. And if someone does carry contraception, that isn't also a form of consent. They're just trying to be protected and protect themselves or people around them. I also have to put that out there because as someone who does carry condoms for my job, it is very important to me to know that that is not a type of way for you to come at me, think you're gonna Yes. Intercourse with me as a sexual health educator. I'm just trying to keep keep people educated. But I know other people too. They do carry condoms around just in case, but that doesn't give anyone consent, especially with men. I know men carry them in their wallets, even though it's a big no-no because it damages the condom. But just because they have it on them does not necessarily mean that that is a form of consent. You should always be mindful of that as well. Even though we talked about consent is key and using condoms is great. Mm-hmm. but you should always be mindful of that. They're just always just to be prepared. Um, yeah. So thought I'd also mention that as well, but I think the best way is that for most people is that they need to understand, you know, the type of consent. Cause like I said, it doesn't necessarily just mean yes to one activity that means for everything. Um, mm-hmm. and like I mentioned with the story about the Instagram influencer, you know, a lot of people were really, going hard about her not having sex with someone or whatnot, but in reality, she said no, then it's a no. And mm-hmm. I think, I don't know why that's really a, a kind of hard for people to comprehend, but um, hopefully, you know, there needs to be more education on this and hopefully people are listening to us or, you know, and try to just educate others on it because clearly this is a topic that really is so important that needs to be having a conversation very regularly Mm -hmm. and it's so important to discuss with people about this and discuss with your partner and boundaries and you know um if you do want to have sex during drunk that needs to be discussed as a partner and a whole conversation in itself um you know it if you are under the influence of any type of substance and alcohol like you said you can't fully consent to it so you're gonna have to have that conversation with your partner beforehand um Mm -hmm. You know, and because it, right, you're not in the right state of mind. If you are someone, you know, um, who does get drunk frequently with friends or goes out, you know, you're not fully consenting to any other type of activity. You're consenting to just drinking alcohol and having fun with your friends. Um, And you're not, just because you're drinking does not necessarily mean you should be going out and people being obligated to touch the small of your back when you're in the bar or try to come up and kiss you. Again, you cannot consent to it. It is not consensual. So make sure, um, so just don't do that. That maybe I should just say, just don't do that. I'm not saying, mm-hmm. oh, you should be safe at the bar because yes, you should always be safe at a bar. Um, especially um, when people buy you drinks as any type of individual, some people buy drinks, make sure you're staying safe with that because you didn't consent to anyone else putting anything in your drink because that's yeah. a big one. Because mm-hmm. um, again, if you are, getting drugged at a bar or a party or anything, you didn't consent to it because you're still under the influence. So mm-hmm. I should also mention that. Aware. To keep yeah. your, aware, even if you're drinking, to keep your, try to keep your awareness um, mm-hmm. in how to drink, where you put it down, who you have your, um, hold your, who drink, you hand your yeah. things of that nature, and who you hang out with. You really mm-hmm. have to analyze the people you hang out with and um, the people, the, the people that you meet, you know, so 
um, give too much trust in meeting when you meet someone new that yeah. you may be too trustworthy, things of that nature. You may be too friendly, mm-hmm. you know, when, especially when you're out and you don't know who, you, who you're hanging out with or if you're just meeting someone, it's always good to keep your awareness right. and your, your instincts intact. Right. And on the flip side, why are you somewhat, why do you need to drug someone in order to like have sexual, uh, activities with, like, there's no point in that. What is the purpose of that? You need to have full communication and consent. And if they're drugged, they cannot consent to you. So you are sexually assaulting someone. I think that's, I think the flip side is always, you know, needs to be understood. If you do any of these things, if you don't get a full yes it is a no like you mentioned with the poster if they Mm -hmm. can't say no they can't say yes so Mm -hmm. very important communication is very very the most key of all keys in everything you do if you don't have that no or you don't have that yes it's a no if you don't have that yes it's a no they can't say anything it's a no they say Mm -hmm. no it's a no (laughs) And if you feel any different, then um, I suggest you analyze yourself, um, your, upbring- your upbringing, your, your morals, and maybe seek some help because in the right. you wouldn't want that to happen to you. You wouldn't mm-hmm. want someone to take advantage of you, so you shouldn't be taking advantage of someone else. And right. it's, it's a lot of access to mental health um, resources, and I'm the shortest access to um, the resources when you feel that you may not be getting the attention that you deserve from other individuals that may cause you to to harm, sexually harm or sexually assault or even sexually harass other individuals. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's important to like, if this conversation that we had bothers you, Mm -hmm. yeah, you need to, you need to look at yourself and you should get help if you really think that this is a very serious thing and you need to, you know, unlearn all the, th- the thought process that you had in your head because mm-hmm. it isn't, it isn't the right way to think. Um, mm-hmm. You know, everyone is, you know, has the full right to everything that they do specifically and their bodies and you should not, you have no power or control over anyone else. So okay. it's definitely good. And, and uh, I'm glad the way this worked out. I think, you know, like I said, this is a very important discussion to talk about. It's one of yes. my favorites because, you know, it does have a good discussion to it. Um, and, you know, people fully do like talking, more so than not, more pe- do, a lot of people do like talking about consent. It sometimes get to, gets a little bit heavier when we do discuss, you know, sexual assault, if we do go down that route or, you know, violence of what, mm-hmm. or of some sort. And, you know, um, it is a hard topic to discuss sometimes, but it is always a topic that needs to be talked about. Mm-hmm. So um, thank you guys for listening to this. Um, we're really gr- glad to be back again. We took some time off. Uh, we also started doing um, tobacco cessation webinars. So you could um, listen to us talk about tobacco cessation every Tuesday at two and an, our other session at six. Uh, it is the same exact session that we do. It's just different times. So uh, what is more available or convenient for you? If you'd like to sign up, um, we have our links on our social medias, um, all of our platforms. We also have a linked tree where you can 
register for the webinars, go to the Argus community website, go to our Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook, and all types of our social media. So mm -hmm. I thought I'd mention that. Again, if you need any resources of some sort, we are mm -hmm. always available to talk uh, and to give you all the resources that you need. And again, if you want to get tested for HIV, we are still here. So any other questions? We just want to thank you guys for listening. Uh, thank you, Yamina, for being my co-host. And thank you, thank Sean, you. for doing all the background and all the, all the other work that goes so much into this podcast. So uh, thank you so much. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. All right. So bye. Bye-bye.